So uh, I asked Dean Cameron back on and he couldn't make it again. So instead we have a, a different guest, a uh, somebody who we have a longer history with, Dave, our friend Dave, with whom we've been friends. I've been friends since high school. Yeah. I don't know, Dave. Yeah, like sophomore, I you, sophomore year. Sophomore year. Okay, because I was trying to think like I don't not to like not to minimize our friendship, but I don't even remember where I met you. You know what? You know, when it comes to historical dates and exact times, I'm not anywhere near you guys. I'm not at that caliber. So it was sometime around sophomore year. Okay. I met Dave and Jim class. Okay. And I, I thought you had a class with him. Like I may have. I just intro to business or something like that. No, that was Mike. Okay. That's where I met Mike. But Dave, um, I know. I know I one know. thing that always came up in conversation when I met Brian is my <laughs> first impression of him was that he was crazy. So, <laughs> it, it, it's actually held true. I mean, it, it's. I mean, many years later. I was going to say, you're, you're not the only person whose first impression <laughs> is probably so, uh, that. So, uh, so what were, you, were, your, were your exact words, though? <laughs> Don't worry if you and can't see, remember. This is I'm where sure Brian, I, yeah. I think uh, That's what I'm saying. Um, Brian will probably remind me. <laughs> I think your, your, your quote was, uh, if I remember correctly, Brian Crawl, you're hanging out with him? That kid's trouble. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> and and also, you know, I want to go on the record, you know, really quick and say, you know, thanks for having me on, you know, sure. finally after 51 episodes. I mean, well, we had it, to be it took sure, a while. We had to be sure we knew what we were doing before you before we had you on. We didn't right. we didn't want you to come on some fly by night podcast yeah but then, but then you have dean cameron on you know oh, how yeah. am i supposed to follow that you know well, come we, on we we wanted to wait to have the big star until after we had dean cameron on so that's why we invited you now <laughs> right. oh, okay all right that's better exactly. you've only been in you've only been in a few in you know just a few fewer movies than dean cameron right. so you know um, but remember though you know i did have my my 15 seconds of fame though you oh know? yeah, you were in a and, movie, uh, right? Well, what, I was what? in a movie called The Icing. The Icing, okay. Yeah, yeah and that remember that one also uh, co-starred Jim McMahon. No oh, hell so yeah, that was a the pretty Punky cool. QB was in that. <laughs> the, yes, sir. And then, <laughs> and then I spent a day in Chicago uh, filming as an extra on Chicago Fire. It's pretty cool. Nice. Well, Jesus, you're. When when we make the more later film, we know who to go to. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, so I, I was a few minutes late getting us started on this. And the reason for that was I I had a I thought that I had another supernatural encounter in my in my house here. So you'll remember like a few episodes ago. Brian, uh, well, Dave, you listen, so you probably know too. 
that I was talking about how sometimes I feel like there's people like in like when I'm falling asleep, I feel like there's people there. Did this, did this make the, did this make the podcast or was this just me and you talking afterwards, Brian? I can't remember. No, I I think we were talking about it. Okay. While uh, recording. Okay. So, so I was, (laughs) I wanted to make a quick sandwich before I started recording so I, I went to the store today and I got some more Brummel and Brown, that, that like butter spread that I use for the, the radish and butter sandwiches that I've been eating. So I'm going to make a radish and butter sandwich. I knew that I was out of Brummel and Brown, so I haven't had one for a while. So I got, I got it today. I go to make the sandwich. I go to the refrigerator. I pull out the Brummel and Brown. And as, as soon as I pull it out, I'm like, what the hell? I open it up. It's almost entirely empty. And I just bought the damn thing today. Wait, wow. wait, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You <laughs> bought that container earlier today. Yes. And you opened it and it was empty. It Yes, there was like one spoonful left, like one no. little knife. Sure it wasn't the one that you were replacing? Okay, so that's, that was my first thought. Like, okay, there has to be another one in here. I start looking around. I can't find the other container that I just opened today. I'm like looking everywhere in my refrigerator. I cannot find it. Did you throw I, it out accidentally? No. So I, <laughs> I'm like freaking out. <laughs> I start taking shit out of my refrigerator. I have my refrigerator almost entirely empty. And I turn around to put... Um, put the something that I took out of the refrigerator onto the counter and I see the other thing of Brummel and Brown was on the counter behind uh, a bowl with uh, I'm making a pie in it but behind the pie crust that I'm cooling okay so so it the the full thing it was just I had just left it on the counter <laughs> but I had searched the counter for it I had searched my entire refrigerator there were a good like three or four minutes where I was convinced I had a Brummel and Brown eating ghost in my (laughs) When you picked it up, was it warm or cold? It was warm. Okay. And it, which makes. Like, huh? Was it like melty warm? Was it out for the whole afternoon? Well, yeah, it was out. Like I I had a sandwich at like three 30 or something. So it had been out for a couple of hours and it was right next to the oven that I had on like 350 degrees to bake this pie crust. Okay. So it, it was either that or it was the warmth of warmth of the soul that took it out of the refrigerator, <laughs> the ghost that took it out of the refrigerator to eat it. So dude, that's pretty that's, crazy. That's probably what most ghost encounters are is just stupid shit like that. You know, stuff that you just like forget about. Right. And you can't come up with another explanation for well, I mean, you you did the right thing and like looking looking around everywhere. You just didn't hop on here and say, "Guess what? There's a buttery <laughs> spirit in my house." I mean, right. you looked around everywhere, and so, but but I'll be honest, I'm still not convinced your house is not haunted. I, I'm I'm not either. I'm not either. Um, I, I did have an, an encounter the other night where I'm certain that the door to my laundry area, I'm certain that I closed it. Mm-hmm. And when I came out of my room, it was open. 
I think it's time to get a video camera and set that shit up. And like paranormal activity, right? Exactly. Hell yeah. Yeah, but you that's easy for you to say. Like you don't you don't have to live here. <laughs> like anything I find on that camera, I have to live with. So <laughs> Like it, this, this is why the phrase ignorance in bl- is bliss was invented. Like right. I want to be ignorant about what's going on in this house. <laughs> I would rather not know. <laughs> so. Now, Dave, Dave, uh, you're a multiple, multiple mover. Have you, have you been in a haunted house or uh, apartment or wherever? The only time that I recall a story like that was when I was in like, shit, it was like fifth or sixth grade. Mm -hmm. And my dad had an apartment in Thornton, Illinois. So those of you are familiar with that area, it's like right next to the gigantic ass hole quarry in the, you know, off what is it, the toll road there. And so I was staying the night at his house. And the way my bedroom was, is it faced um, down the hallway. And so, like, as I was falling asleep, you know, it's kind of like just gazing down the hallway. And, you know, you have, like, the street lights outside, this and that. So there was some light in there. And I swear I saw a white, like, figure, like a go, like a, just a, like a plume of smoke go from the living room to the kitchen. And oh I, I swear to this day that I saw that. And so uh, next morning when we got up, I was talking to my dad and I said, you know, it's like, I don't know if it was real or not, but, you know, after I saw it, I just covered up with the covers and just closed my eyes, you know, I was like <laughs> freaking out. And he, he did tell me, I guess the reason why that apartment became vacant is because some old lady like had a heart attack on her balcony and like fucking died. Oh no! Scene, and so that's when shit got real. I was like, oh, like I I had the hardest time going back to his apartment and staying the night. Like I would go there during the day, but hell, if I was gonna stay overnight again, screw that shit. <laughs> like I figured I maybe your um dad was just like burning a frozen pizza or something. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. That was some pretty freaky stuff. And and, uh, so nothing happened after that? No, I didn't didn't recall any other um, occurrence or anything like that after that. Um, I do know, like, there was a time. Do you remember when Ouija boards were popular? Oh, yeah. So my sister. They still are, man. Ouija boards are awesome. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. But anyway, so my sister had one and her and her friends were big into it. And, you know, they, they screwed with me. I don't know how many times, like they would have me come in there like, yeah, just put your fingers lightly on it, this and that. And so I know I wasn't moving it, but you know, one of her friends were moving it and screwing with me, scaring the shit out of me, spelling all kinds of stuff that I thought I only knew, but you know, they already knew about me or some crap. Right. I was just young and stupid, but that kind of stuff. I mean, I don't know. You see movies on that stuff all the time. Sometimes it's, it seems real. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm not setting up a camera here, so well that that is just going to remain unknown. Um. So, Brian, I mentioned before how we frequently begin these these uh, episodes with things that I've seen while driving. 
Right. And now we're, we're waiting 12 minutes into this episode before we get to it. But I, I had another, uh, I had another Corvette license plate encounter the other day. So I'm driving and this red Corvette is in front of me again at a stoplight. Remember I saw George, um, what's the guy's name? George Lucas, Mm -hmm. George Lucas driving the Corvette a few weeks ago. And he had the, he had the, uh, you'd lose license plate, but this one, it was a guy in front of me and the license plate said, catch up, C-A-T-C-H-U-P, catch up, which, okay. Like you got a fast car. I understand. That's cool. But it was a bright red Corvette. The dude totally missed a pun opportunity. Like he could have put catch up and it could have referred to like the color of the car, but also like catch up. It would have been so much cooler as a vanity plate if it said catch up. Like loser. Even even cooler would be like C A T S U P, like the old school catch up. Cats, Cats up. up. <laughs> Which you never see anymore. Like at some point the K spelling overtook the C spelling, and I don't know why that is. Well, I mean, we have to uh that's just one more piece to research. <laughs> we'll we'll include that in the uh, in the uh, things to get back on things. What the? Why can I never remember what we call that? The um, I don't know the check back in episode or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah the uh, update. Yeah. So, if you guys well, thought about going back listening through all the episodes you've done so far and actually like making that list, because I think there are several things that you guys are missing. I, I can't remember them offhand, but you know, well, there've been several episodes. Dude, I no, I haven't thought about it. I'm not going through. And looking through. I do. I do take notes on every episode though. So I have a file. I do have a word document that has notes on every episode. So I could go through and look at that. Um, but if anybody wants to, if anybody can think of things that we've thought that we've talked about wanting to come back to, let us know and we'll definitely pursue it. If it's, you know, we're, we're doing a bologna taste test. We're doing the chicken sandwich taste test. I'm going to work on, uh, the microwave cooking experiment. Um, and I don't know, there's probably others. So if you can uh, think of it, let us know. Right. The, uh, the uh, video camera in your uh, living room at yeah, <laughs> dude, I, it's not happening. It is not happening. It luckily, I'm I'm glad we're doing this earlier than usual because if we were doing this at night, I'd be a little scared. So <laughs> I'm glad it's still daylight out there. What you need to we, do is start setting like little like kind of traps or like little uh, indicators of you know if you uh, you know while you're gone like maybe little bit of baby powder on the floor you know I, yeah i was gonna say um like i've i've seen people like do like flour on the floor or whatever and look for footsteps or whatever so i could try to do something like that but again i'm just scared what i would find <laughs> we'll see plus well this leads me to this leads me to a next topic which brian i i know you had this problem years ago and Dave, I'm sure you've had this problem at some point, but my house is being overtaken by ants. Mm. This is Ooh, the, first, yeah. the first 
I just moved in here a few months ago and I came in the other day and I have, uh, like, you know, I don't know, 20 square feet of tile in front of my front door. And there were just like 4 million ants there when I came in the door the other day. And then in my kitchen the next morning, I found like 2 million more ants in my kitchen and like, it's clean. I I'm like, I'm not, this isn't like an episode of hoarders over here. Like I have the place clean, but these ants just keep coming. So I bought those ant bait things, those liquid ant baits and put those out. Mm-hmm. And it has helped the past couple days. But when I came back today, I saw more ants that were just like lingering around the ant baits. Like they were mocking me. <laughs> I'll tell so, you what, you know, like, when we lived in Florida, when we rented our town home, it was actually a requirement to have pest control service. And okay. so we, yeah, like it was part of our agreement. And so we had that and I'll tell you what, it was awesome. Now we, it was like 65 bucks a quarter. So okay. you know, you're looking at a couple hundred, you know, two to 300 bucks a year and we yeah. didn't have a single bug in the house. So it was great, but you know, if, and then, you know, we came here uh, now to Texas and right away I called the pest control service. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to screw with that shit. Had it treated right away and it's going to be every quarter. And, nice. you know, it's, you know, but yeah, a couple million ants. Uh, and knowing from previous episodes how clean you are, that's shocking because well, I always remember like. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, right now the kitchen floor needs to be clean. So it's been a, it's been a little bit. So I would, it wouldn't surprise me if I had problems now, but like when it first came up like last week, it was spick and span, but you definitely need pest control in Texas. Cause who knows what kind of crazy shit you're going to have walking in your door. in Texas. <laughs> well, it's like, funny. Like, do you guys remember, uh, my, my grandpa Phil, right? I know yeah. Brian has fond memories. <laughs> what do Phil's you think this is? A saloon? <laughs> so he, he would, he would always yell at me if, you know, when I was eating at the table and if I dropped some crumbs, he's like, you better pick those up. You're going to bring ants in the house. And so like that, that, and so when he started saying that, I'm like, Hmm, you know, maybe you have some crumbs, you know, maybe from your radish and butter sandwiches. I mean, maybe they're <laughs> I mean, just drawn to that. Who knows? It, it could be, but like, I know there's nothing by the front door, you know, there's no, like, there's no crumbs by the front door. So I don't know. I mean, do you think because it's like, it's like hot, hotter out? Yeah, it, yeah. it could be, it could be. And it could, I mean, you know, who, maybe there, maybe there's like, I do have this, um, uh, like Febreze air freshener that smells like, I don't know, lavender and something. Mm-hmm. So like, maybe, I don't know how ants work. I missed ant biology day in high school, but like, maybe they're attracted to just like the scent of the air freshener or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, time to call the Orkin man. Yeah, I guess well, I'm, well, I'm not actually, getting rid of the air freshener because this actually, place smells great. Actually, there there's um one more option left. So, so when we moved into the townhouse back in '02, for the first like six weeks, probably we had an ant problem. And um, when we walked through the house when we bought it, we 
didn't see ants but i mean when we walked through the house and bought it i didn't smell cat piss in the um bathroom sink either oh, that's the worst i know oh. i know those fucking assholes left a litter well uh they had their litter box in uh the the first level bathroom under the sink for who oh. the hell knows how fucking long and it uh. like the fucking wood just like soaked up all the, you know, lovely oh, man. piss and shit smell. So, yeah, but the ants, so we had them, had them in the kitchen, in the, in the garage. So I put out the ant traps and it kind of helped out. And this kept up for weeks until I got, I got so pissed off like changing these traps out and uh there were ants uh everywhere still i took um the the oven cleaner the easy off and i I sprayed it why 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 i took easy off i still can't answer like (laughs) i just got pissed off and picked it up but from from that day on there were no fucking problems Nice. Now I'm not sure what's in it. You no, know, uh, you could have picked up like fucking Aquana air spray. It probably <laughs> would have worked just as well. But but I just like uh, went through the kitchen in in the like corners and just soaked it. I went into the garage and soaked it with this Easy Off, and it was fine. After all right. Well, I've been. I don't know. I've been using some whatever, I don't know, Clorox surface spray or something I got. I've been spraying that all around and like it kills them, but it doesn't, you know, keep more from coming. So, right. And I also think like, is that really the best use of this surface spray in the middle of a pandemic to kill ants? Like, shouldn't I be using that stuff's a hot commodity at this point, you know, but, um, the, the, my only other options, like when I first moved into the house, I bought all of this, like, are you guys familiar with like the method brand? Like it's like natural cleaners and stuff. They have like soaps and detergents and like all of this stuff. So all the cleaners nope, that I bought it. were method and like they work fine. But like I was worried if I spray this method stuff on ants, like, you know, they're just going to love it because it's non-toxic stuff. You know, they probably, <laughs> probably like going to the water park or something. So I had to do, I had to use the Clorox and now I got the ant baits. So we'll, yeah, we'll it might see. Not how hurt to call, uh, it might not hurt to call a company, at least just get one treatment. Cause they, uh, some companies will put like a granular uh, border around the outside of your house, um, which will, help prevent them from coming in. I mean, you'll get a few strays, but typically it'll yeah. control them pretty good. Yeah. It, it, at my old house a few years ago, like, uh, six or seven years ago, we had these huge, like carpenter ants, which are like, you know, the size of like small mammals <laughs> and they were, they were like everywhere. And we got our hands on some of this stuff from like some plumber gave us this like industrial powder that you could like, they, he said, just like put it around the border of the house and also spray it like in the like attics, like on the eaves where they were coming in. 
those things didn't come back for like five or six years after that. Like it totally nice. took. Wow. But I mean, it was it was industrial. Like it, it probably you know, it probably also gave me cancer or something <laughs> spreading. <laughs> Dave, Dave, do you remember yeah. about, when you lived? You were still living in uh, I at the Portage House. You had this liquid bug spray, but it was like it was really really potent. Do you? Rem- recall that you yeah i do recall it i don't remember what the name of it was but right i um, mean it was that that came like yeah yeah uh it was this like thick thick white shit that you had to put in like water so so you yeah you had to dilute it a little bit um right well that shit was good i don't think i ever told you this but so (laughs) (laughs) so you you hooked me up with like 16 ounces and I used it the first year and it was fine. Well, <laughs> so now I put in my mixed drinks. <laughs> well, the second year I, I go to use it and I'm wearing shorts and uh, it's a windy day. And I tell myself, oh, no. I really shouldn't spray this shit now. It gets on me. I mean, it's it, it just sounds like it's really potent shit. So I'm like, no, I'll be okay. So I spray it, and uh, I can feel it. The wind is kind of blowing it back out on me, and I mean, it's and some of it got in my face. So oh, oh. I ran inside, and I. <laughs> threw away my contacts flushed my face out for like 10 minutes i mean textbook shit so yeah the next day i go to work and my boss is like what's wrong with your neck so i had this fucking like weird ass rash on my neck and on my arms and i looked at my legs it's like holy shit that they put so so I immediately leave work and I go to urgent care and they put me on steroids. Oh my God. <laughs> Damn. So I fucking threw the crap away. Cause I'm like, I'm obviously not qualified to handle this stuff. So. <laughs> I was going to ask, did you at least kill the bugs? Well, yeah. I mean, that stuff was fucking awesome. So it really, whatever it was. And so, I mean, thank you for that, but thank you for the um, cancer I'll probably have in 15 years. (laughs) (laughs) That's rough. Wow. Well, uh, you know, you said use Aquanet. (laughs) That every time I think of, which I didn't even know they still made, but I saw it at the store a couple months ago, like, I thought that was like a 1980s thing, but they're still making Aquanet. Yeah. But like my sister's big hair is coming back. Yeah. My sisters used to use it like when I was a kid Mm -hmm. and we used to love like you, you hold a lighter and spray some Aquanet at that lighter. Oh man. That flamethrower is awesome. Hey Brian, didn't you used to use like a shit ton of hairspray? Hell yeah, man. In fucking high school, fucking Aquanet. Did you use Aquanet? Yeah. 
Yeah, my father was um, still using Aquanet. Actually, he, he yeah, fucking liked his hair held, you know, like a helmet. Apparently, so <laughs> but like back in high school, I, that shit. I mean, I mean, it was so like like holding. So yeah, well, I remember watching. Um, I think it was. I think my mom, maybe my sisters, but I think it was my mom, like standing in front of the mirror one time spraying Aquanet. And like totally spraying it like over her head. So like most of it was just like missing her and just like a little bit would come down right. on, on her head, you know? And I wonder, I thought that's probably, you know, that aerosol can, that's probably how most people, like what percentage of the actual Aquanet ends up on people's hair and what ends up just like in the atmosphere, right. you well, know? Well, I bet you if you walked around that area, like a couple weeks afterwards that it would be like sticky. Yeah. That probably. would happen. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I can't remember which house it was at, but I know my sister used to use a ton of that stuff and the door behind her, like when you'd go into the bathroom, you'd open the door and it just kind of sit there against the wall. Well, uh-huh. as she was spraying, it like ended up putting a film on the door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing no fire started because that would have been like a highly flammable area. Oh, like shit, that yeah. Smoked door. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> that would, yeah. And, and, but like, I, those used to be like hairspray used to be looked down upon because of like, the what is it the cfcs like the chlorofluorocarbons oh, oh, yeah. or whatever that were bad for the ozone right but then at some point we're like yeah we're fucking it up with industry enough anyway so right. who the hell cares about a little bit of hairspray so <laughs> plus once the like 1980s bands went away then you didn't have to worry about it as much hairspray yeah i mean uh. I mean, you, you had some fucking high ass hair and bangs with fucking Motley Crue and Poison and Europe and Skid Row. Like that Heck shit. yeah. That I think it'll come back. Through. Huh? Do you think it'll come back? Like, it seems like everything goes in cycles, right? Like, do you think not, that not, like, big I hair can't imagine that's going to come. I can't imagine well, that's going to come back to the extent that it was. But well, maybe. I, mean, like, I don't know. Well, um, when you look at it, like 80s. 80s fashion came back and it's probably on its way out now. And I, I actually see like a lot of kind of grungy type shit now, which is weird. Yeah. But the like 80s hair never came back. So, you know, I think that's probably a blessing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was looking at our high school yearbook uh, from when we were sophomores which would have been what 93 94 right and the the like seniors in that book were like like hardcore aquanet users man right. there was some seriously large hair with those those seniors in that book so look good man back then it was hot yeah i wonder if whoever makes aquanet like I wonder if they like it would be awesome to see their like earnings reports over the last like 30 years, you know, to see like the peak and now just see like now they they sell like, you know, one twentieth of what they used to sell. So Aquanet's awesome. All right. Uh, So we we touched on this before, but Dave, you you grew up here. 
and then you moved to Florida like four years ago, and you recently, I mean really recently, a couple of weeks ago, moved to Texas, the Lone yes. Star State. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! Which, <laughs> Giddy up. which <laughs> fits right in with this next thing. I was in the store the other day. I think it might have been on 4th of July or maybe the day before. And I saw this dude walking through the store wearing a cowboy hat. All right. Which is a very Texas thing to do, at least to me, you know, like um, here, here's, here's a Texas saying that I learned when George W. Bush was president. Okay. You can throw this around to your Texas, to your Texas folk and, and show them how hardcore you are. Okay. You can say that somebody's all hat and no cattle. That means uh, that they that no they're cattle. they're not authentic. Like they wear the hat, but they don't actually have the cattle to be a cowboy. Holy shit! So nice. that's a total burn. You can talk some. Sh- <laughs> you can talk some Texas <laughs> shit. That dude's all hat, no cattle. See, but anyway, the thing that's funny though is I have written all over me. I'm not from around these parts. So <laughs> right. if I even tried, if I even tried to say that, yeah, I don't know what would happen. Dude, just get a belt buckle. Yeah, like, don't want to, like, <laughs> blend in, dude. You just need some, like, um, skin-tight Wranglers, some cowboy <laughs> boots, get a hat. You have to I, Maybe, chilling. like, a plaid shirt or something. Right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you, you don't have a pickup truck, do you? You need to get a pickup truck. Uh, oh, that, that touches a soft spot. I had I had a truck, and I, I don't know if I told Brian. Yeah, I, I told Brian. He knows this story that um, last year, at the beginning of last year, the engine went out, so I had to oh. had to get rid of it. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely plan on getting a truck again. So in a couple more Man, years, I'll tell you what: pickup trucks leave an imprint on you. You know, like I once you have them. a pickup truck, you always kind of like, yeah, I kind of like a pickup truck. Know. You know, I know I like my Ranger. Yeah, those are awesome. I and like I don't even know like how often did I carry anything in my pickup truck? Like, what the hell did I need it for? Right. But like, I don't know. If somebody could get me a 1999 Jalapeno Green Ford Ranger in good condition, I'd take it. <laughs> Jalapeno. Yeah, Dave, your uh, S10 was was awesome. I love that thing. Yeah, I, I'll never forget. Like one of the one of the best memories of that one is I met you guys. I think it was both of you at the same time. You were at VU, and mm-hmm. we decided we were going to head out somewhere. And again, I don't know the details. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you guys know exactly where. It was probably going to be a subway. I was going to order a foot long, you know, fucking cheese and no lettuce. But anyway, we were walking out to the parking lot and walked up to the truck, and you guys were like. Is this yours? I'm like, yeah, I you unlocked had just it. Gotten... You're like, no way! Like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like I actually, surprising you guys, right? I actually thought that you were just going up to somebody else's truck. I was like, man, he's really, he's really taking this swamp <laughs> far, you know? <laughs> he's taking this gag far, but no, it was yours. Which actually, when I was thinking about you being on the on the show tonight, I I thought about, do you remember when I hit your truck with a hammer? I wait. What? No. Huh? Now you're fessing up. No. Right. So 
we were going to the mall and you were working construction at the time. Was and- he beating the hammer in a driveway to fucking return that thing? <laughs> I will I will never forget pulling up pulling up your fucking house because he asked me to go to the mall with him. And I pull up and he's beating his driveway with the hammer uh, and the head like broke off. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? And he goes, I need a new hammer. They're, these are craftsmen, they're guaranteed. <laughs> that that, that might have been like we some of the biggest that. scamming. Yeah, and and so it's probably no coincidence that Sears is going bankrupt right. now because that whole craftsman scam thing. <laughs> but we were we were going to the mall. Maybe it was to Sears, but like, um, I got out of your car and I had a hammer and I was like, "Hey, Dave, watch!" And I was gonna act like i was gonna hit your car your truck with a hammer there's no acting it actually happened it actually happened and like i tried to stop it and i couldn't stop it in time and i hit like the bed of your truck with a hammer and it left like a tiny scratch and you just kind of like looked at me and like kind of did like a like a nervous like i'm not gonna kill you so i'll just laugh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then we yeah, just like I, went inside and i just remember like apologizing profusely like i'm sorry i i was not trying to hit it i thought it was going to be funny but like i it was i don't know i couldn't stop it in time or something and i hit it but the no, fact that's that all good remember, I, I totally could remember that yeah I, <laughs> the fact that you don't remember is is encouraging to me that it didn't leave uh I, I don't have to worry about you killing me. So that's well, see, it. now I feel bad after all these years that you've been holding this weight on your shoulders. I <laughs> right. mean, you should have just said something, man. Like, just ask me well, if I was okay with it. And I would have told you it was fine. <laughs> so, so now, now I can, you know, I've paid my due by living with this for you know twenty two or twenty three years, and and <laughs> you know, the the punishment is just. So we're good to go on it. Yeah, man, it's good. All right, well. I was going to bring up, so on the 4th of July, I saw this guy wearing a cowboy hat. And like in Texas, that's, you know, probably not a big thing. But in Northwest Indiana, you don't see a lot of people wearing a cowboy hat. And like to wear a cowboy hat, that takes a lot of commitment. Like you're really going to stick out wearing a cowboy hat. Much more than just a fedora on a bill on a billboard. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> so like I don't I would feel so self-conscious putting a cowboy hat on. Do you Dave, do you feel like you have license to wear a cowboy hat now since you're in Texas? Do you have you bought a cowboy hat already? Uh no. And I don't <laughs> think I don't think I will own one. Um I mean, maybe for like a, I don't mean to offend anybody, but maybe Halloween costume. Maybe if I go as a cowboy, I don't know. But um, yeah, I don't think I'll ever own one. And yeah. I, you know, the thing that's surprising is we've been here for a couple of weeks and we've been out to several places and I haven't seen a lot of them. So I, I would have to say probably we have to go to some, you know, uh, specific areas to where they're going to be heavily, uh, populated with hats i mean we like haven't been rodeo. downtown fort worth yet 
Yeah, rodeo. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be huge. Stockyards. Yeah, go to the stockyards. The Fort Worth stockyards, I know, are like a super popular thing. And you know there's yeah. going to be, you know, there's going to be more dudes wearing a cowboy hat than not at the Fort Worth stockyards. So that's uh, that's guaranteed. But I, yeah. I feel like, the, you know, the cowboy hat for Texas should be should be like the oranges are for Florida. You know, you drive down to Florida and as soon as you cross the state line, you have like all of these little roadside stands that are selling oranges. They should be selling cowboy hats, you know, like once you get into Texas, like everybody, you should be able to buy a cowboy hat. No problem. See, I but, may, I may eventually go for the boots. I don't know. I'll, we'll see. I may, I may uh, oh, go yeah. full, full text and get some boots. Don't all right. try to run in them. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, I'm really hoping, I'm really rooting for that you or probably more likely your children uh, pick up the accent. <laughs> see, see, everybody thought when we moved to Florida, you know, we were there for four years and, you know, people right. thought that we were going to, you know, pick up an accent there. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, well, I mean, like, likely you and Stephanie won't, but your kids are still young enough to, I think. No, and I'm really hoping that happens if you're there for a while, but yeah. Yeah. I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait till the first day your daughters come home and, and be like, what are y'all doing? For, for, you know, and you're just going to look at them and be like, what? <laughs> That'll be awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, Texas adventures. That's good. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Um, all right. Did you guys, um, did you guys see that they, they airlifted the into the wild bus out the other day in Alaska? No. Did you guys see into the wild? No, but I, I, or do you know the story? Read about, yeah, I, I, didn't watch it because I was so irritated of what I read up about it. So yeah, I have. So I mean, this, the story is this like rich white kid rebels against his family, like, you know, goes to find himself or whatever and hikes into the Alaskan wilderness and, and uh, takes refuge in this, this bus. And then he ends up dying there. Um, Alexander super tramp was the name that he took. Um, I used to, I used to know his real name, but I can't, I'm sorry. I can't remember his real name. I could look it up, but I don't, it doesn't matter. Um, it it matters, but I'm not going to look it up. Um, but any, so he died in this bus and this was what, like late nineties, probably mid nineties, something like that. I think so. And like ever since then the bus has been there and it's been kind of a destination for people on, you know, some kind of personal journey to find themselves or something and tons of people you know go to the into the wild bus and take pictures or you know do some kind of spiritual reflection there or something which you know all that's cool good if that's your thing go ahead and i'm sure it's you know quite touching for a lot of people that get there but it is in the alaskan wilderness which is not nothing you know like there are bears there there you have to like fjord a river and like do all this shit and like people kept getting in trouble going to the bus 
And finally, the Alaskan National Guard was like, fuck this. We've had enough. Let's just get rid of this bus so these people stop going there and we don't have to come rescue them anymore. So, like, nobody learned the the lesson. Right. Nobody right. learned that the fucking bus was like a quarter mile from a fucking ranger station. <laughs> right. And that's, that's why that's I... That's what I wondered. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I... This... Yeah, he, Hey, I mean, I mean, I, I I think his ideology is awesome. I think it's cool, and he's young, and you know, I, you know, I only wish I had that, um, those aspirations to like just walk away from from everything and just like think, okay, I can hack it. But I mean, I'm also not <laughs> like if I was Adam Heat, then I probably would try it. But let's face it, <laughs> right. not okay. This guy wasn't Adam Heat either. Well. So he well, and do they did go ahead? Oh, good, Ryan. Oh, I was gonna say, no, do they no. think that by removing the bus that it's gonna stop people from going there? Like, they're they'll probably still go, Hey, let's go find the spot where the bus was and still get their asses lost. Yeah, so, I mean, I think I think it'll cut down on a lot because you know, at some point, you know, some people are going there so they can take a selfie and post it on Instagram, right. You know, and if, like, you, if you uh, go there, kind of like um, Chernobyl selfies, <laughs> you know, right. like people are fucking doing that. Right. Yeah. But like, you know, if there, how many fucking pine trees are there in Alaska? Right. You know, you can go up against any pine tree and be like, this is where the, right. the Into the Wild bus was, you know. So I'm sure some <laughs> people will still do it. But the fact that the bus isn't there anymore will. It should curtail at least the Instagram selfie people, you know, you can just go to, you know, some park in Juneau and take a take a picture there and say this is into the wild. And then, you know, hope nobody (laughs) sees the power lines behind you on the horizon. But, yeah, I mean, it it, I think your point about people not not learning the lesson of it, it not. I forget, was it that it was like near a ranger station or it was near a road or something? Like it wasn't quite as remote. I'm pretty sure it was either a quarter mile or a little more from a ranger station. Yeah. And I know from what I read, um, you know, I, I, I think if he did some just research and some practice and educated himself, he would have been okay but i also i no i also like don't know where he what his frame of mind was maybe right maybe something happened and it was like fuck this shit i hate people in society i'm out of here i mean that's right awesome good for you but i mean it's i don't think he did some brave act by doing i think his wasn't real smart about it and i'm that the it, it the kicker is is that safety or help was so close so right kind of it's i don't know it's the optics of it of it for me are not real wise yeah and for years i had heard that you know the 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 um the what was the what's the word I'm looking for? Like the assumption was that he died of of malnutrition, of like starvation. Right. But then I read this article a few years ago about how he might have actually died from poisoning. 
yeah. because there were these like berries around that that he was he might have been eating thinking they were one thing but they were actually this slightly different berry that was highly toxic to the human body so if he was eating enough of these toxic berries that like maybe that's actually what did him in and not malnutrition that's why i wouldn't survive right yeah i mean you know that we talked about this on a previous episode like the morel mushroom which people will go mushroom hunting and pick you know and like it's really good but it's also very similar to this other toxic mushroom and you know i just don't have enough confidence in myself to be able to tell the subtle differences between these two things especially if i'm hungry you know if i'm really hungry I'm going to be telling myself, oh, yeah, you know, it's it's the one that's fine. You know, I mean, this is this is somebody who fucking eats mushroom or uh, radish and butter sandwiches. So, like, (laughs) (laughs) my evaluation of what's actually good, maybe, you know, might I might fool myself sometimes. So um, I don't know. But uh, it, it, you know, now that it's gone, it should prevent some people i would think but there's a cool picture you know they just went in with a helicopter and attached it to you know cables and lifted it up or whatever so um there's a cool picture of of this bus just kind of like flying through the air or whatever hopefully he took his dumps like outside of the bus and didn't leave them inside there because that (laughs) might make for a disgusting discovery but yeah they're for sure petrified by now (laughs) the other thing is that like you know so many people that he was there so long ago and so many people have come and gone since then you know it's like it's almost an entirely different thing now you know like it's so like polluted by other humans that have been there that it's like does this even matter anymore you know it's like it's like going to see mount vernon like yeah george washington lived there but like is it really his house anymore like millions of people have been there like there's nothing there's george washington's long gone but anyway maybe it was like what was it uh, what was the dude's name was it uh the character in jumanji was it alan Parrish or but oh remember, yeah. Have you seen those movies? Yeah. Like where oh, yeah. yeah, where he was stuck in the game for like several years and he made himself right. a little uh little home, you know? Could yeah. be like that, you know? Maybe it's yeah, real that's life right. Jumanji. Yeah, Jumanji was awesome. Um all right, well, R.I.P. Alexander Supertramp and and uh and your the thing that like it couldn't be like to your point, Brian, about it not being that you know, that far off the beaten path. It was a fucking bus in the wilderness. Like it couldn't be that far away. Right. From a road or whatever, you know, it's not like you drove this thing like over mountains and through rivers. Like it had to get there somehow. Right. Yeah. So it had to be relatively close to a road. There's a person that had to drive it there. I mean, Mm -hmm. it just didn't pop up there. Right. So did they know, ever did they ever do any more um, research on that to like find out where the bus actually came from? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, perhaps, but I don't. If they did, I don't like know. Like an old Greyhound, like Greyhound bus or something. I mean, yeah, it was. <laughs> I think what it was was like it. It was a school bus style bus, and I think it was like some old like tour bus of like you know some company that gave tours of the wilderness or something like that. But you know. It, it 
it couldn't have been that far off of a road if somebody was able to push it there or drive it there or whatever, you know, it, it's still a bus. And, yeah. you know, I'm pretty sure the, the army Corps of engineers didn't airdrop the bus in there, you know, it had to get there over land. <laughs> so it couldn't be, couldn't be that far away, but anyway, it's not there anymore. They, I, apparently they put it in storage to, decide what they want to do with it. I mean, if they, you know, if they want to put it in a museum or whatever, and, you know, people can get to a museum a lot easier and go see it and have their moment of reflection there. So yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Maybe they can do that. Put it, put it, put it in the, um, what is it? The, the, uh, Henry Ford wax museum. museum. <laughs> put it in the Doing Henry a wax Ford museum. museum. And- yeah. There you go. Make a make a make a wax figure of the guy. Have, have <laughs> Alexander Supertramp. You yeah. can take pictures with Alexander Supertramp. Yeah. Or, you know, put it in the in the Henry Ford Museum, which has the limo that JFK was assassinated in. That's in the Henry Ford Museum in Michigan. So wow. um, you can you can check that. Which they, you know, they they, they just want- rehabbed it and it's yeah, they just rehabbed it and they still used it. Well, did they wash it out? <laughs> no, no, I, I, no. So actually, actually, I'm not fucking joking. Like, did they leave Pulp it? Pulp Fiction as, style? Well, I, it's a yeah. big historical Check thing. out the like, big brain you, on bread. Like... <laughs> Would you want to fuck with that or? Yeah, I think, I think that they just didn't care and they just needed another car and, you know, they, they, you know, not, I I don't think that they necessarily cleaned it. I think they just took all the interior out and replaced it and whatever. Um, No, there are probably hardcore people out there. No historians or collectors that want like, Right. Like, like they want the suit that he was killed in. And, right. Yeah. You know, well, I know I know that um, the pink outfit that Jackie Kennedy was wearing with like the pillbox hat uh-huh. and that was, you know, like covered in his blood. She that ended up in her sister's attic, I think. Wow. Um, Lee, I forget her name, Lee, Lee something. And she, she died, you know, somewhat recently in the last 15 or 20 years. And, and the, you know, it was found in, in her attic that, that she still had it at that time. Wow. So, um, you know, some, some, you know, those very significant historical artifacts that are, you know, there's historical artifacts for the country, but for the people involved, it's very personal things, right. you know, so. Right. They're just, you know, holding on to them or whatever. But yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened to the seat and everything, you know, that has some interesting, uh, interesting matter attached to it at this point Mm -hmm. or at at that point. I don't know if it's still there. All right. Well, all right. More later listeners. Here's a little behind the scenes. Sometimes we do some editing. Usually we can cut things out. So it makes sense this time. It just doesn't make sense. We had to cut some stuff out. Nothing great. And we usually wouldn't have included this next little bit, but Dave is so funny, and I love the story so much. I just had to include it. 
don't worry about a lead up. You don't really need a lead up. The story itself stands on its own two feet. Enjoy. Like, here's a quick uh-huh. story. And I know this isn't going to make the cut because obviously they'll, they'll wonder, <laughs> how in the hell did he start talking about that? Um, so when I worked construction uh, back in the day that we would, um, you know, we'd build the house, drywall it, all this other stuff. And we would find out, like, if he hired a company to come in and do it, that instead of taking a break, they would piss in their cups and they would they would drywall it into the interior of the wall. And so so over time, what would happen? He well, he would get he would get a call back like months later from the homeowners saying, you know, there's like this liquid leaking out of the wall they thought they thought they had like a pipe leak but then it had that foul smell when they took the drywall off they found like mcdonald's cups burger king cups full of oh man yeah that is not fucking cool jesus assholes yeah not not to be you know insensitive but speaking of death and you know maybe it's a little too soon to bring this up but i want to be timely with our topics did you guys see Mary Kay Letourneau died today? Do you guys remember her? Yes, but I, I don't even know who that. she is. She was the teacher from near Seattle back in the 90s. She was like 34 and had an affair with like her 12-year-old student. And oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. And really? and she they they ended up getting she ended up going to prison for like 7 years or something and then they ended up getting married and having a couple of kids and like they were together wow. like from the, from the mid nineties when he was 12, tw- excuse me, 12. I think they got divorced like last year or something, um, which, you know, may or may not have anything to do with the fact that, you know, how they started because fucking, you know, people get divorced newsflash. Um, but well, yeah, was it, so was it suicide? No, she, she died of cancer. Um, uh, today okay. or yesterday or something. I just read about it today, but um, it's just such a remarkable story. Like, you know, taking away, like when it came out in the mid nineties, I was, you know, 16, 17, 18 years old or whatever. And I just remember thinking like, I would love to have a hot teacher who would be down for that. You know, <laughs> it's like a 17 year old kid. <laughs> Like, all you're thinking about is a hot teacher, you know? But, like, you know, as an adult, like a 34-year-old and a 12-year-old, like, obviously, there's something wrong with that, you know? But, like... pushing the limits. But the fact that they were able to, like, like, be married and, like, have a family and everything after that is just crazy. Like, I, you know, I don't know how he ended up and whether he ended up a functioning person or not, but just, just the longevity of that relationship, you know, regardless of the legality and morality and everything else of that is just remarkable to me. Well, and the fucked up thing is that his kids probably went to his mom and thought that, you know, they're like, why is grandma younger than mom? Like, right. right. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know if that was the case or not, but I mean, I would think, you know, right. Be. But, I mean, you know, he he had two kids with her by the time he was 15. So, wow. Two kids? You know, little like, fucker. Yeah. So, you know, at this point, you know, 25 years later, he's, you know, 40 years old or whatever. 
and he's got like a, you know, 24, 25 year old kid. So I think they had two daughters together or something like that. So, you know, that, that alone is, is just kind of crazy, but, um, I don't know, man. It's, Mm. uh, she, she, she had to live with that for a long time, you know, obviously. And it just makes me wonder like, what was, what was up with her that that seemed like a good idea at the time, you know, I don't know. It's crazy, but it's, it's also a reminder to me of like these long news stories that, you know, take place and they're like, um, they're like covered everywhere for a short period of time. And then everybody moves on to something else and kind of forgets about that. But these people are still living their lives, you know, and then just to see how like those, those stories actually turn out, you know, it's just, it's just interesting to me. Right. What happens afterwards? Right. Right. I, I, I thought the same thing about like, like baby Jessica, who was trapped in a well, like in 1987. Oh yeah. And like, she was like, you know, I don't know, 18 months old or two years old or something. And like, so she doesn't even remember it, but now she's like a woman and has kids of her own and everything, you know, but like in America's mind, she's still like that baby who was trapped in a well, you know? So I don't know. It's just interesting that, you know, if you just stick around long enough, you get to see how these stories ultimately turn out. And in our minds, they're kind of frozen in time, but the people who live the stories kind of, you know, live, live the rest of their lives like everybody else. Wasn't there a story just, I'd say just recently, it was probably like within the last few years, but wasn't there like some dude that like kept a couple girls like prisoner in his basement, like for right. several years and then they yeah. just finally like got released or something? Like, yeah. I don't remember yeah. where that was at. That was in Cleveland. But that kind of I shit's think? crazy. Yeah, that well, shit's I, crazy. Yeah, I saw it. Happens a little more frequently than I would like to see. Like that, right? It's not like I don't. I, it's just oddly. This isn't the first person to do that. It, it's right. very strange. Yeah. Well, somebody on Facebook posted the other day about, you know, do you ever think like when you're driving around and wonder like how many of these houses that I'm passing by have like a prisoner in the basement, (laughs) which, you know, it's horrible, but like, you don't, you don't know, you don't know what's going on. You know, I, I always, my, my version of that is always, you know, if I'm in a public place and, you know, it like, holiday world or Disney world or a Cubs game or, you know, something like that. There's always two things that I think like one, how many of these, how many people in here have killed somebody and two, like how many people here are going to be dead by tomorrow? You know, cause like statistically speaking, somebody is, but so when you're at holiday world, um, <laughs> instead of thinking about fucking like roller coasters and shit, <laughs> You're thinking, <laughs> how many of these people are going to fucking die? 
<laughs> I usually have I usually have the thought. I usually have that and and which I've covered on here before the the thought that like a water park the 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 line for a ride at a water park is like the only place in America where people will congregate and nobody is on their cell phone because you can't bring a cell phone on a water park ride. So like hmm. You're stuck. People are just stuck there. You know, you're not going to what you're going to put a cell phone in your bikini or in your like, tr- you know, swim trunks pocket. No. So like everybody's just waiting in line and nobody has a cell phone. So next time you're at a water park, pay attention. It's pretty cool. Nobody's got a cell phone when they're waiting in line. Now, now they might have masks or whatever. So that'll be a little odd, but is no it cell open phone. right now? Is holiday world? Um, Holiday World is open. I don't know if they've opened the water park part of it or not. Um, I don't. I I haven't been on Facebook much lately, so I don't know. I haven't seen their Facebook page, so I'm not really up to date on it. Um, right. Although I did see, I I didn't see this on Facebook. I saw this on the website the other day. We talked about mo- we, we're always talking about movies and the drive-in. Starting Friday at the 49er drive-in. The double feature is E.T. and Back to the Future. Holy shit, dude. Oh, nice. Are you out there? Oh, I'm for sure there. For sure. Like, it's it's open seven days a week, so I'm not going to go this weekend. But, like, next, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm definitely there. To see E.T. and Back to the Future at the drive-in, man, seven-year-old Brett is happy. That would be shit. Who, who am I kidding? Forty-two-year-old Brett is happy. <laughs> it's it's going to be pretty awesome. So I can't wait. All right, let's do another sound effect here. Let's see. I, I'm going to do something, and you guys tell me if you can figure out what it is. Okay. All right. All right. Stapler. Is it? <laughs> is it? That would be my that would be my beer can opening. Ah. Uh, I'm drinking, I thought it was a stapler. I'm drinking a beer called Troubles Melt Like Lemon Drops. Uh, where is it from? It's from Duclaw Brewing Company in Baltimore, Maryland. Nice. Uh, IPA? Mm. I, you, you say that because you know that I drink IPAs. Mm-hmm. I... Got this because I thought the name sounded cool. The label sounded cool. The label is half yellow, half green. So some of the cans are yellow and some of the cans are green, which caught my eye. But it it says it's a tart IPA, which IPAs are bitter. So I was like, how is this a tart IPA? It doesn't really taste like an IPA at all. It tastes like a sour. And I'm usually not really good. I'm, I, I, I don't know if I like it or not. I mean, I'm drinking my fourth one, so I guess I don't hate it. <laughs> but, but, you know, it, and it, it says on the side, it crafted, it's from Baltimore, crafted in Maryland. And then it says brain, heart, courage on the side. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, man. Motivation to keep drinking. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was. I thought it was all inspirational, but then I thought about it. It might just be a Wizard of Oz reference. Oh, yeah. Because, like, yeah. brain, heart, <laughs> that's what the Wizard of Oz people need. So I'm not really sure. But um, 
It's it's seven one seven point one percent alcohol. It's twelve ounces. Lemon drop tart IPA. Troubles melt like lemon drops from Duclaw Brewing Company, Baltimore, Maryland. Um, I don't know. It gets the job done. It's not horrible. Hey. Um, here, you'll taste and lemon you're on drop. Number four? And I'm on number four, so it's you know. You, you feel your troubles uh, subsiding. It, it, do I feel my troubles melting like lemon drops? Um, like I don't like know if you're, your spirit that you have living in your house, like you feel that thing going away yet? You you asshole! I was feeling just <laughs> fine until right now, and now we're Drink like, some more. You know, we're like forty minutes away from sunset, and you bring up <laughs> goddamn spirits living in my house. No wonder we waited 50 episodes to bring you on the podcast. Brian would have never said something like that. He would have known to keep his mouth shut. That's exactly and you what just I go and at the end of the podcast, bring shit up like that. <laughs> Jesus. What are you drinking, Dave? So I was thinking, you know, because I knew I had to prepare myself because I, I was going to be talking with a couple of alcoholics. Um, so I, uh, based on previous podcasts, so I was deciding between a couple new beers that I, I found out here in Texas. Um, one was a Zeigenbach and the other one's a Shinerbach. Um, however, I decided to try a bourbon. So I'm drinking a bourbon called TX, which is brewed right here in Fort Worth. Um, I uh, actually did a double on that one, and I've been, you know, sipping on that thing uh, for a nice. while. So it's uh, nice. it's pretty good. It's really good. So um, I don't know if it's available in the in the Midwest up there, but um, yeah, it's it's pretty good. Well, and it's ultra surprising that a bourbon from Texas would call itself TX. You know, I know Texas is very <laughs> modest and doesn't like to name things after themselves. But. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I, I doubt that it's it's available up here. So, Brian, that means um, maybe we should plan like a road trip down to Fort Worth to pick up some TX. I am in. Hell yeah. And uh, while I'm out there, I'm going to pick up some Lone Star beer. Hell, hell yeah. <laughs> what are you drinking? Anything? Yes. Um, I just actually finished a giant glass of gin um it's um one of hendrix's um special releases it's the uh orbium which has um wormwood and lotus blossoms in and it's very uh very floral very easy to drink it's really good i highly recommend it it's you know they say limited least but it's everywhere so uh yeah if people like gin and i mean you should like it because gin is awesome uh check that out hendrix orbium nice um i i had um years ago i had at this restaurant this vegetarian restaurant in chicago called green zebra okay i had a dish that had lotus root in it Mm -hmm which I had never heard of lotus root before, but it is delicious. So if that gin with the lotus flower tastes anything like that, I can imagine that it's good. Um, Lotus root actually would would be appalling to those people that we mentioned in a previous podcast that have that um, aversion to like too many holes 
I forget what it's called, but like if, you know, too many holes close together is kind of like a gross thing for some people. Mm -hmm. And Lotus root is definitely something that would, that would give those people the heebie jeebies, but um, too many holes. Yeah. (laughs) But um, are you, are you, are you drinking? That could go south quick. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Are, are, uh, are you drinking that neat or is it chilled or, or what's the deal with the gin? I mean, it's funny that you ask. Um, Usually I drink gin on, uh, uh, the rocks and uh, the rocks tonight, shockingly, were from laying ice. And you know, this whole conversation that we're having—it's been chilling nicely, and it just elevated this uh, Hendrix Orbium to a great, you know, like frothy, lustful chill. And it, uh, no, <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's what. <laughs> That's what laying eyes does and <laughs> sexualize your drink. That's how great it is. So, favor out there, people. Make your drink happy. Make your mouth happy. Laying eyes. And put an orgasm in your mouth. So, <laughs> I know this is going to be offensive to the sponsor because I know that laying ice is a huge thing um, right. for more later. However, my ice cubes are produced by using uh, the Fort, the city of Fort Worth water, and it goes through <laughs> a line through my refrigerator, which then makes ice cubes and drops them into my glass. And, you know, I would have to say my drink was cold and mm-hmm. my mouth is happy. However, it's not laying ice. And so I feel bad for the, you know, podcast right. sponsor. So I'm, I apologize, you know, but well, unfortunately they don't have laying ice out, you know, in Texas. Dave, not everybody's rich like you and we can just get ice cubes from our refrigerator. <laughs> Some of us buy them. Right. So, you know, that's, that, that's elitist Texas talk. <laughs> See, I would have thought the other way around that if you have to go buy ice, then you like, this is coming from a guy over there that has a toilet where you can push a number one or a number two on the top of the fucking toilet <laughs> to is, decide how much water you're going to flush. That is called so, logically sound crappy. I mean, I mean, come on. Bougie. <laughs> <laughs> That, so if you had to buy your ice, point, I think that's, you know, I'm just saying. That's a great point. <laughs> that is a great point. All right. Well, that that's, that's another episode. Dave, I'm glad we had you on, man. Thanks We're going to have you on again sometime soon. Thanks for joining us. Um, it was awesome, guys. Thank you. Always, always good to talk to you. And, uh, Until next time, thanks for listening. Tell your friends and uh, we'll be back soon. Bye-bye.